The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Four-man rush. Prescott escapes. Rolling, looking, throwing. Caught for the touchdown. Guess who? Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Like, that's very funny. Like, Kevin Burkhardt on the highlight. Also, like, like the highlight is cut without him ever telling us who scores the touchdown. Like, we know it's C.D. Lamb. Like, literally, like, who cut that highlight? Like, guess who? And that's the end. Like, I, I don't know, Rico Dowdle? <laughs> the Jalen Torbert? I, I don't know. Who's, I tell, who's right. tell me who scored? Like, Deuce I know it's CeeDee Lamb. Gruden. I wonder, like, who who cuts these highlights sometimes? And, and Dak to the touch, the throws for the touchdown to guess who? And now, welcome back to You Better You Better. Tell me who scored it. Right. Anyway. Ooh. Uh, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk. It's like an Abbott, Abbott and Costello routine. We'll get to uh, we'll get to Dak and MVP in a second. We got a college hoops game though, starting in about twenty minutes from now at four o'clock Eastern with LSU and Dayton. Let's quickly bring on our friend Tyler Morales, aka Tyler, the creator of winning college basketball bets. Tyler, what do you have for the hashtag people here on LSU and Dayton? And then I will tweet this out as well from at You Better You Bet. Feast week underway at ESPN. Uh, there's the, the Charleston Classics on right now. Let's take uh, LSU plus one or pick them. Brutal loss to Nickel State last week, one of the worst teams in college basketball. Big, LSU's a big-time transfer team. I expect them to uh, bounce back after six days since that loss. So let's go LSU at whatever number you can find. Great. That uh, so- sounds good to me. I'll bet it. <laughs> the game starts in like 20 minutes. I just bet it. Great. I'm in. Who's their coach? Look, Will Wade's gone, right? He's in jail or something? It's uh, Vince's son, good. Matt McMahon. Matt, Vince's grandson. Where did Matt McMahon come from? Uh, Murray State? Murray State. 
where he was. Yeah. Do you know what he told Murray State when he took the job at LSU? <laughs> You're fired. And then he left. Uh, all right. Left. NFL most it was really weird NFL when he did most... it, too. Nobody really knew what was going on. Yeah. All right. Adam Chernoff joins us in 20 minutes when we're on stadium. Jake, bring the music up here. Uh, Ken, we were talking about Dak Prescott going to break most, and sure. bringing NFL most valuable player potentially, or at least like a guy who you think, you know, outside of Hurts and Mahomes, maybe he's got a realistic path. I brought up Jared Goff also. Just like sure. if the Lions are going to roll up a really gaudy win-loss record, seven-and-a-half-point favorites on Sunday against the Bears. They do play in Dallas in Week 17, the penultimate week of the NFL regular season. Like, what if the Lions go 15-2, and two, the Lions go 14-3? and three? So um, give us any any more thoughts you have on Dak Prescott and then anything you've got for us on Jared Goff here, our most valuable player. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, if we're waiting team success and player success, then Goff is going to show up really big, too. Because, again, there's this cluster of quarterbacks. Goff's in it just like Dak's in it. They're not separated by very much statistically. Uh, Now, this is where we would get subjective. So, like, if all these other quarterbacks do this, do I think they – like, let's say they all do it. Who do I think would win? And Jared Goff's big problem is that Dan Campbell's going to win coach of the year like 90% of the time right now. And he's getting all the credit for what's happening. And he turned this team around and he restored the roar and they improved, you know, four or five games from last year. And they have all these injuries and he's going for it on fourth downs last week. Like the Lions win that game last week. What was the talking about? Was the talking about the game? Jared Goff It was a high scoring game. The quarterback should have been the talk. No, it was Dan Campbell going for it on the fourth downs. That's what it was. He's uh, unfortunately unfairly going to be like a a victim of dan campbell's success honestly so if they have a big big record dan campbell's winning and tough for teams to get two that aren't like super teams in terms of awards that's going to be houston's problem with stroud winning like does debico ryan's ever win when stroud's definitely winning like they're really they're going to get two awards they're going to go like nine and eight they're going to get two awards this year um seems very unlikely and i think campbell is such a shoe in in the big season for the lions it's sort of like when the team's good who gets the credit and I actually think that's kind of, if we're between Mahomes and Hurts too, by the way, it's kind of Jalen Hurts' problem is like the team is so good. Like he's awesome, but the whole team is awesome. So it's like, okay, okay like is there a singular excellence here? And you could say like, well, Dak's team is awesome. The opening for Dak here is like Mike McCarthy is going to get Zippo of the credit. And I know he's calling plays now and like that's really cool. But like that's not the way this has taken shape so far this season. Like Dak's starting to get a lot of credit. And the other thing is Dan Quinn's defense, which is good. And Micah Parsons, who's like, you might be like, well, Parsons will win. Parsons' problem is he's like far behind three players now for defensive player of the year. And at the midseason point, Miles Garrett won in a landslide over everybody. Parsons wasn't even mentioned in any of the pieces. So like, they're not going to get defensive player of the year. So like what's left, like Dak gets the credit. Jerry Jones was on radio today or uh, yeah, on Monday, got asked if Dak was an MVP candidate. Dominique Foxworth was on ESPN all day on Monday saying Dak's the best quarterback in the NFC. It's starting already. Like, you can see this. No one's on TV saying Jared Goff's the best team and the best quarterback in the NFC. No one's doing that. He's a quarterback for the Cowboys. Like, this is really easy if they win a lot of games. And I don't think, I think Parsons isn't winning. So if Parsons isn't winning and they win a lot of games, and Mike McCarthy sure as hell isn't winning anything. So, like, who is left? There's two players left. We haven't talked about one yet. We're talking about one right now. Like, Dak, again, if the stats look the same as everyone else... It's much more reasonable that he wins over someone like Jared Goff. This is also the problem the Niners two players have. Okay, like they have two pretty good players and the statistics are okay. And Shanahan's awesome and their defense is really good. They win a lot of games like those guys aren't winning. Like that's not what's happening. And like Stroud, who I know you were going to ask me about too, like his numbers are going to be insane. Like they got to win way more than they're on pay. I know they're winning a lot of these games and they beat Cincinnati. Like they almost have to win out 
for him to win. And that's like not a situation you want to be in if you're going to make this. Guy. Like Hat really might have to win out for a rookie to win most valuable player. Like that's like it's it's unreasonable, honestly, to like think that you should make the bet at the price right now. Like his true price to win is probably like 100 to one or something like that. And honestly, if you think he should win MVP and you think that's a good bet, you should be parlaying the Houston Texans to win every game the rest of the season and then just cash a billion dollars at the end of it. Like instead of this 20 to one or whatever you're, you're going to bet on Stroud. All right, so are we good with most valuable player? Want to move on? Yeah, and, and tonight's game will be real. Like, you'll see price moves on tonight's game, too. Like, if Lamar, like, torches the Bengals, he'll probably move back to the other two guys, like, close to Hurts and Mahomes while we wait to see who wins their game. I just, I like, all these guys are really similar. Like, they are. Like, Sam Howell's the leading passer in the league. Stroud's the second leading passer in the league, basically, right now, along with Tua. And it's like, all right, like, all of these other uh, the quarterbacks are, like, 100 yards apart from each other and, like, one touchdown apart from each other. It's got to be, like who's set up to have a lot of team success and therefore like they have a lot of success too. And like, I'll take the Cowboys chance at like 13 and four over most of these other teams uh, with the exception of the two that are playing Monday. You better, you bet with Nick and Ken here on a tremendous football Thursday talking awards right now in the national football league. We'll get to offensive player of the year in a second. Adam Chernoff will join us in about 10 minutes as we kick off hour number two here. And we'll be simulcast by our friends at stadium for that hour and hour number three. Ken, let's go to Offensive Player of the Year, where the same two guys sit atop the board. They are still co-favorites, and that is Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill, both at plus 140. Uh, McCaffrey's touchdown streak ended um, in a record-tying 16 games last weekend. The, the Niners tried their damnedest to get McCaffrey a touchdown at the end sure of did. the game. Uh, and like, and we did this on Monday, just like one of the most disrespectful, Like, and I don't think I, Doug Peterson, I don't, especially after what Doug Peterson perpetrated on my Giants a couple years ago in Week 17, he can't say anything. But that's pretty nuts, right? Try to like run it up at the end of the game to get McCaffrey a touchdown in a 31-point game. Uh, McCaffrey and Tyreek both plus one, uh, 140. A.J. Brown plus 550. Uh, Eagles obviously coming off a bye last week. Jamar Chase is 22-1. to one. And C.D. Lamb, who's just on like an otherworldly tear right now, just dominating just like Dak Prescott is. C.D. Lamb, 25-1. to one. Ken, uh, what do we have new this week here on Offensive Player of the Year? So I've just been holding two positions like the whole season. And we talked about this. And, like This was one of the few markets we bet really early in the year or like I did. And we're all going to approach this a different way, right? Like I get messages from people like, I have this ticket. I have this ticket. Okay, here's what I have. I have a ton of Tyreek Hill and a ton of Christian McCaffrey at like 10 to 1. And they've been the two like even money favorites almost the whole year. And I've just been sitting around. Hope, hope nothing changes. Like, cool. Like AJ Brown makes this push. Evan Silva came on game about 40 to 1. That seems like a pretty good bet right now. Um, cool. Like I'm good with these two. And this is the first week that I'm not good with these two. And there's like a, a change that I don't think has been baked into the market enough, which is that I think CD Lamb's really, really, really live to win. And I think Christian McCaffrey is really unlikely to win. And that none of that has happened in the market so far. Christian McCaffrey, the touchdown streak ends, yes, which actually, to be honest, is like the crux of his case for this award. And now it's over. He is really only on pace for like, a really really good not record setting season that's his problem he's on he's gonna have he's gonna be like a 1300 yard rusher that sounds incredibly pedestrian to be perfectly honest because running backs don't have big seasons anymore so like he's gonna be the leading rusher and he's not gonna have a lot of yards and he's not gonna break any records for touchdowns probably now we can have monster games the rest of the year and fix that but like if we're evaluating where everyone's at right now it's all the receivers and then a gap and then him and that is not baked into the market right now. Like, sorry, that's not what it is. All of the content at midseason 
was hyper focused on Tyreek Hill and not I can't emphasize this enough zero percent focused on Christian McCaffrey for offensive player of the year in terms of like who's the offensive player of the year the what that tells me well it tells me two things one Tyreek's way ahead of McCaffrey two if another receiver can get to Tyreek he's way ahead of McCaffrey so it's really about beating Tyreek Hill that's like really what the point of this is and I have a lot of them and if you don't like I honestly think it's the receivers and then a gap and then McCaffrey okay so what do we do about that well Tyreek's already low priced can't really do anything about that. Like, yeah, he might be great. Might get 2,000 yards. Totally possible. A.J. Brown is 71 yards behind him. 71. We have half a season left. Yeah, like, that's possible. Do I want to bet him at these prices? Not really. Like, I I, I think Tyreek's going to outperform him the rest of the year. I think C.D. Lamb's going to outperform him the rest of the year. I think Jamar Chase might outperform him the rest of the year. They're just not going to win enough. Can, so, I, like, can I, I give really you, can I give you something price. on A.J. Yeah, Brown? And I'll, I'll hand you the baton right back here. So Dallas Goddard's going to be out for an undetermined amount of the time right now for the Philadelphia Eagles. Last year in the games that Dallas Goddard missed, Devontae Smith, like, his target and, like, yardage production went way up here. So, like, I actually think, like, A.J. Brown's production's going to be a little less over the course of the next couple weeks. I think Devontae Smith is going to start getting his. Just like, not definitely, but I think like we saw that happen last year. That might ding A.J. Brown a little bit, Ken, here in the short term. Well, and just look at this week. Tyreek Hill, home Raiders. C.D. Lamb at Panthers. A.J. Brown at the Chiefs, who might have the best defense in the league. Like, who's more likely to have a big game this weekend? Yeah, like, if A.J. Brown has a big game, it's primetime in the Super Bowl rematch. Whose matchup do you like the least of the three? It's not close. And, like, this is stats. That's all this award. Like, he can win the game. Doesn't matter. Stat-driven. So he's, he's like, a little behind Tyreek, but he can definitely win. Wouldn't bet him. C.D. Lamb's 30 yards behind A.J. Brown. 30. He's 40, 30 to 1. A.J. Brown got bet for a month. They're, they're the same player. It's the Spider-Man meme. They're the same player. And, like, I, this blind spot on the Cowboys makes no— I've talked to, like, 10 people about this that I consider smart. We're, we're all in agreement on this one. None of us understand this blind spot on Dak and CeeDee Lamb, who are exactly like all of the candidates everyone loves for these awards from a betting standpoint. I, it makes no sense to me. CeeDee Lamb is essentially A.J. Brown with two less touchdowns. That's it. And he plays Carolina, Washington, Seattle the next three weeks. He's very likely to be ahead very soon. And it's like everyone's indifferent. Like, no one cares. Like, a Dak MVP is a tough case to make because Mahomes and Hurts are really good. This one's way easy. He might, in a week, he might be the leader. A week. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll get back to awards as we move along. But great guests coming up next hour. We'll start with Adam Chernoff from the Simple Handicap Podcast with Nick and Ken. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.